Chapter 7, The Choice of a Soldier Genesis 27 through 28 And it came to pass that when Isaac was old and his eyes were dim so that he could not see, he called Esau his eldest son and said unto him, My son. And he said unto him, Behold, here am I. And he said, Behold now, I am old. I know not the day of my death. Now therefore take, I pray thee, thy weapons, thy quiver, and thy bow, and go out to the field and make me some venison, and make me savory meat such as I love, and bring it to me that I may eat, that my soul may bless thee before I die. And Rebekah heard when Isaac spake to Esau his son, and Esau went to the field to hunt for venison and to bring it. And Rebekah spake unto Jacob her son, saying, Behold, I heard thy father speak unto Esau thy brother, saying, Bring me venison, and make me savory meat that I may eat, and bless thee before the Lord before my death. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice according to that which I command thee. Go now to the flock, and fetch me from thence two good kids of the goats, and I will make them savory meat for thy father, such as he loveth. And thou shalt bring it to thy father, that he may eat, and that he may bless thee before his death. And Jacob said to Rebekah his mother, Behold, Esau my brother is a hairy man, and I am a smooth man. My father, per peradventure, will feel me. And I shall seem to him as a deceiver, and I shall bring a curse upon me, and not a blessing. And his mother said unto him, Upon me be my, thy curse, my son. Only obey my voice, and go fetch me them. And he went, and fetched, and brought them to his mother, and his mother made savory meat, such as his father loved. And Rebekah took goodly gar raiment of her eldest son Esau, which were with her in the house and put them upon Jacob, her younger son. And she put the skins of the kids of the goats upon his hands, and upon the smooth of his neck. And she gave the savory meat and the bread which she had prepared into the hand of her son Jacob. And he came unto his father and said, My father. And he said, Here am I. Who art thou, my son? And Jacob said unto his father, I am Esau, thy firstborn. I have done according as thou badest me. Arise, I pray thee, sit and eat of my venison, that thy soul may bless me. And Isaac said unto his son, How is it that thou hast found it so quickly, my son? And when he said, Because the Lord thy God brought it to me. And Isaac said unto Jacob, Come near, I pray thee, that I may feel thee, my son, whether thou be my very son Esau or not. And Jacob went near unto Isaac his father, and he felt him, and said, the voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he discerned him not, because his hands were hairy, as his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him. And he said, Art thou my very son Esau? And he said, I am. And he said, Bring it near to me, and I will eat of my son's venison, that my soul may bless thee. And he brought it near to him, and he did eat. And he brought him wine, and he drank. And his father Isaac said unto him, Come near me, and kiss me, my son. And he came near and kissed him, and he smelled the smell of his raiment, and blessed him, and said, See, the smell of my son is as the smell of a field which the Lord hath blessed. 
Therefore God give thee of the dew of heaven and the fatness of the earth and plenty of corn and wine. Let people serve thee and nations bow down to thee. Be Lord over thy brethren, and let thy mother's sons bow down to thee. Cursed be every one that curseth thee, and blessed be he that blesseth thee. And it came to pass, as soon as Isaac had made an end of blessing Jacob, and Jacob was yet scarce gone out from the presence of Isaac his father, that Esau his brother came in from his hunting. And he also had made savory meat, and brought it unto his father, and said unto his father, let my father rise and eat of my son's venison, that thy soul may bless me. And Isaac his father said unto him, Who art thou? And he said, I am thy son, thy firstborn Esau. And Isaac trembled very exceedingly and said, Who? Where is he that hath taken venison and brought it me? And I have eaten of all before thou camest and have blessed him. Yea, and he shall be blessed. And when Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with a great and exceeding bitter cry and said unto his father, Bless me, even me also, O my father. And he said, Thy brother came with subtlety and hath taken away thy blessing. And he said, Is not he rightly named Jacob? For he has supplanted me these two times. He took away my birthright. And behold, now he hath taken away my blessing. And he said, Hast thou not reserved a blessing for me? And Isaac answered and said unto Esau, Behold, I have made him thy Lord, and all his brethren have I given to him for servants, and with corn and wine have I sustained him. And what shall I do now unto thee, my son? And Esau said unto his father, Hast thou but one blessing, my father? Bless me, even me also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. And Isaac his father answered and said unto him, Behold, thy dwelling shall be the fatness of the earth, and of the dew of heaven from above. And by thy sword shalt thou live, and shalt serve thy brother. And it shall come to pass, when thou shalt have the dominion, that thou shalt break his yoke off thy neck. And Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing wherewith his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, The day of mourning for my father are at hand. Then will I slay my brother Jacob. And these words of Esau, her elder son, were told to Rebekah. And she sent and called Jacob, her younger son, and said unto him, Behold, thy brother Esau, as touching thee, doth comfort himself, purposing to kill thee. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice, and arise, flee thee to Laban, my brother, to Haran, and tarry with him a few days, until thy brother's fury turn away, until thy brother's anger turn away from thee, and he forget that which thou hast done to him. Then will I send and fetch thee from thence. Why should I be deprived also of you both in one day? And Rebekah said to Isaac, I am weary of my life because of the daughters of Heth. If Jacob take a wife of the daughters of Heth, such as these which are the daughters of the land, what good shall my life do to me? And Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said unto him, Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. Arise, go to Pandaram, to the house of Bethel, Bethuel, 
my thy mother's father, and take thee a wife from thence of the daughters of Laban, thy mother's brother. And God Almighty bless thee, and make thee fruitful, and multiply thee, that thou mayest be a multitude of people. And give thee the blessing of Abraham to thee, and to thy seed with thee, that thou mayest inherit the land wherein thou art a stranger, which God gave unto Abraham. And Isaac sent away Jacob, and he went to Padarama unto Laban, son of Bethuel, the Syrian, the brother of Rebekah, Jacob's and Esau's mother. When Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him away to Pandaram to take him a wife from thence, and that as he blessed him, he gave him a charge, saying, Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan, and that Jacob obeyed his father and his mother and was gone to Pandaram. And Esau, seeing that the daughters of Canaan pleaseth not Isaac his father, then went Esau unto Ishmael, and took unto the wives which he had, Mahalath, the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son, the sister of Nabajoth, to be his wife. And Jacob went out from Beersheba, and went down toward Haran. And he lighted upon a certain place, and tarried there all night, because the sun was set, and he took of the stones of that place, and put them for his pillows, and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven, and behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac, the land whereon thou liest, to thee will I give it into thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west, and to the east, and to the north, and to the south, and in thee, and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with thee, and will keep thee in thy place, in all places whither thou goest, and will bring thee again into this land, for I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. And Jacob awaked out of his sleep, and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. And he was afraid and said, How dreadful is this place! There, This is none other but the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. And Jacob rose up early in the morning and took the stone that he had put for his pillows and set it up for a pillar and poured oil upon the top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel. But the name of that city was called Luz at the first. And Jacob vowed a vow saying, If God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then shall the Lord be my God, and this stone, which I have set for a pillar, shall be God's house. And of all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give the tenth unto thee. Mark sat at the desk in his bedroom. His leg bounced up and down, up and down, the way it always did when he was thinking hard about something. In front of him, his Bible lay open to Genesis, where he had been reading. Left to himself... Mark might have chosen some other book of the Bible to read. Genesis didn't have very many battle stories, but he was working toward another patch for his shirt at Wednesday night boys club. Finishing Genesis by the end of the month was one of the requirements. Mark skinned, squinted 
at the Model B-17 hanging from the ceiling. He did not see it, though, nor was he thinking about bombers at all. Instead, he was making up his mind that he liked Esau. Oh, sure, Jacob was always the hero of the Sunday school stories. He showed up in Genesis much more often than his twin brother Esau. But Jacob was difficult to like. Besides, Esau was what a soldier ought to be. He was strong and used to living out of doors. He was skilled as a hunter. He was obedient and followed directions. If the stories in the Bible were all about one big war, why did Jacob, the dishonest mama's boy, play such an important part? Mom's voice called that it was time for lights out, and Mark, already dressed for bed, switched off the light and crawled between the sheets. He went to sleep thinking about how different the Jacob and Esau stories would have been if he had written them. The next time Mark and Amy were in Grandpa's shop, Mark eyed the lemon-colored box. Say, Grandpa, he said, do you have anything in that box for telling Esau stories? Esau, said Grandpa. No, I don't believe I do. But I'll bet you have something in there for Jacob, huh? Mark continued. Yeah, that's right, Grandpa replied. Well, I don't think that's fair, said Mark. I've been reading about Jacob and Esau. I think Esau was much more like a soldier than Jacob was, not to mention that Jacob was a liar and a cheat. How come he gets all the glory in these stories? Whoa, hold on, said Amy. Mark, you've just been reading this stuff, but it's been a while for me. Let Grandpa tell us the story first, and then argue all you want. Okay, said Mark. You're going to see what I mean. Jacob and Esau were Isaac's twin sons, Grandpa began. Esau was older because he was born first. But before the babies were born, God had told their mother Rebekah that he had chosen the younger son. Jacob was the one through whom the promises and blessings to Abraham would be passed on. See, Mark muttered, it starts out not fair. It just keeps going on like that. Mark thinks that Esau was more like a soldier because he liked manly things while he was growing up, Grandpa explained. Esau liked to hunt and camp and stay out in the fields. He was a big, hairy outdoorsman. And all Jacob liked to do was sit at home with his mom and cook, said Mark. Mark, please, Amy protested. Would you let Grandpa tell the story? He's really better at it than you are. Grandpa smiled, took a miniature cooking pot, cooking pot from his box, and set it on the closed lid. That does seem to be what Jacob liked while he was growing up, he said. Nonetheless, Jacob is the one God chose for the blessing. But now, what if Jacob turned out to be a scoundrel and someone who could never be pleasing to God? What if he did things that were so wicked that everyone would agree that he couldn't possibly receive God's blessing? In that case, it would seem certain that God's promise couldn't be kept and Satan would have won. Grandpa paused and Amy spoke up again. Oh, now I remember, she said. Jacob cheated his brother, right? 
It was his mother's idea, Grandpa said. But that doesn't excuse Jacob. Jacob's mother came to him one day and told him what she'd just overheard. Isaac was old and thought he wouldn't live much longer, so he wanted to give his blessing to Esau. Rebecca had heard Isaac tell Esau to go hunting and come back with something to cook for him. After he ate it, the boy's father planned to give Esau his blessing. So here's what we're going to do, Rebecca said. While Esau's out hunting, you bring me a young goat from our flock and I'll cook it for your father. I know just the way he likes it. He's too old to see well, so you take the food to him and pretend you're Esau. That way your father will give the blessing to you instead of to your brother. That's really pretty mean, said Amy, playing tricks on a blind man. Not to mention that the blind man was his own dad, said Mark. You're right, Grandpa agreed, and Jacob was quite willing to go along with his mother's sneaky trick. His only worry was that he might get caught. What if my father reaches out and touches me, he said to his mother. He'll be able to tell we're tricking him, because my brother's hairy and I'm not. Don't worry, Rebecca said. I'll put goat hair on your arm so you'll feel hairy to the touch. So Jacob agreed. Soon the food was ready and Jacob took it to his father. Who are you? Isaac asked. I'm Esau, your firstborn, Jacob answered. I brought you the food you asked for. Mark, Mark interrupted. First lie, he said. Grandpa continued, How do you catch something so quickly? Jacob's father wanted to know. God helps me, Jacob replied. Second lie, said Mark, just as Amy was saying, Oh, brother. Just as Jacob had feared, his father wanted to feel him, and he asked him to come closer. When Isaac felt the goat hair on Jacob's arms, he said, It sounds like Jacob, but it feels like Esau. Are you really my son, Esau? I am, said Jacob. Third lie, said Mark. And so Jacob, and so Isaac ate the food and gave Jacob the blessing that should have gone to the oldest son. Grandpa continued. No sooner had Jacob left his father that Esau came home and found out what had happened. He vowed that he would kill his brother. Jacob had to flee from home to escape. Grandpa removed the little figure of a pot from the box lid. It would seem that God's promise had failed, he said. God couldn't possibly pass the promise on through Jacob. Jacob was just too wicked. That may have been what Jacob was feeling that first night away from home, that far from any town. It was pitch dark once the sun had set. There weren't even any houses around. Lonely, maybe scared, already homesick. Jacob lay down to try to sleep. He didn't even have anything for a pillow. He had to lay his head on a stone. He really made a mess of things. Surely God must have left him by now. Then Jacob went to sleep and had a dream. In his dream, he saw a ladder or stairway. Angels were going up and down on these stairs, and at the very top he saw God. God spoke to Jacob in the dream. He made all the same promises he'd made to Abraham. Grandpa turned to Amy. What were they again? A great nation, land and blessing, Amy said promptly. 
Then God finished by promising Jacob, I will never leave you until you have done what I have promised. From his box, Grandpa took a small wooden model of a set of stairs. He placed it on the box lid where the pot had been. When Jacob woke up, he said, Surely God is in this place, and I didn't know it. He set up a stone. Remember the one he'd used for a pillow? The stone was a reminder of what he had seen and heard. I'd like to tell you that Jacob went on from there to be honest and truthful all the rest of his life. But that's just not true. He still did some tricking and cheating, yet God kept his promise and was with Jacob all his life. And even after Jacob died through the rest of the Old Testament, God often called himself the God of Jacob. Mark shook his head. I just don't get it. Why would God stick with Jacob when Jacob was such a creep? Why not Esau? Why does Jacob get to be the hero? Before Grandpa could answer, Amy spoke up. Think about it, Mark. What if God only picked people who were never going to mess up? Who do you know that never messes up? If God's going to have people for himself, which is what this war is about, he's going to have to pick people and keep on loving them in spite of the things they do that are rotten. Don't you see, Mark? Jacob's not the hero of the story. God is. Ephesians 2, 1 through 9. And he hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, where in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in time past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and not of yourselves it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast.